You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. So happy to be with you guys for this NBA episode. We are going to jump right into the show and start with our grateful moment. Phil, what are you grateful for? Hey, good morning, everyone. St. Petersburg. We love you. Thank you for the support. Keep watching our episodes and all those around. My thankful, grateful moment is one of my college buddies, growing up, godfather, all my kids, um, had a kidney failure during the um, pandemic. And just this past Monday, he was called in and got his got a kidney, which is supposed to be an eight-year waiting list and my boy Mo who listened uh, respect and he even threw in the story that his kidney was late because the Giants game was getting out so and he's not a Giants fan he's a 49ers fan so he said yes the Giants kind of almost messed him up but in all in all I'm so thankful that um, he no longer has to do dialysis um, he gets uh, by the grace of God oh, my goddaughter will get to see her daddy walk her down the aisle in the next 20 years she's only like seven <laughs> so that's what I'm grateful for that. And God answered prayers. I was praying for him, praying for him that God would speed up the process. And he answered the question. Uh, he answered that prayer. So I'm grateful for Mo. And even yeah. though he's a Giants hater, uh, uh, <laughs> a, a Knicks hater. And, uh, and um, yeah, basically it, he, he's a hater from, from New Yorker, but big him up. <laughs> and that's really a blessing uh, you know people are on those donor lists for a substantial amount of time and unfortunately people wither away waiting so it is a great blessing and I'm happy to hear that he was able to get a donor and everything went well no more dialysis thank God um, so a true blessing Kelvin what are you grateful for this week hey good morning Good evening, good night, like Phil always saying. Shout out to Mo, man. It's a reasonable guy right there, man. Not liking the giant, not liking the giants, <laughs> man after my own heart, man. Shout out to Mo, man. God bless. Um, let me see. I am thankful that my family is healthy. Uh, my family's doing well. My kids is uh flourishing in school, homeschool, and um, you know, the school that he attends, my other the oldest. And um, you know. I'm just blessed, man. I don't have everything I want, but I got everything I need. So that's uh that's definitely a blessing, man. I'm I'm, I'm happy to hear Dion. Me and Dion, you know, we, we missed each other the last couple of podcasts. She brings some balance to the show, you know, when she's not when she's not talking about KD and uh, the Giants. <laughs> we, we all good. So, you know, I'm just happy to be here, y'all. <laughs> Well, look, y'all gonna hear about KD today. NBA started. <laughs> Alan, what are you grateful for? I am grateful for family. Um, normally on the weekends, I feel like me, my mother, and my sister, um, sometimes we just all hop on the phone. I can just call maybe one of them and they're on the phone with the other. And I'm like, yo, put me on three way. And we just be having good conversation and laughs and stuff like that. So just the quality time that we just have on the phone. I'm grateful for that. Awesome. Awesome. And I am grateful for, well, always grateful for life. That's always like the first thing that I mentioned. 
um, because none, you know, we don't deserve it. God is gracious in that way. But I got through my first week of campaigning, which is basically going to events, getting my name out there, getting um, my paperwork, my flyers, my cards. So I'm thankful for all of that. But I am also tired. This week showed me that I am really a human being and I need to sleep and I need to eat. I was also sick for three days this week. So I'm just grateful for health, grateful for getting through it and that God still gave me the strength to push through. Um, yeah, so Dion, just- What are you doing again? Remind the, those folks in Charlotte who listen to us what you're doing. I can't. Yes, um, for those, and I'll remind you guys every week until March when we vote, um, I am running for district court judge here in Charlotte, Mecklenburg County actually. So it's not just Charlotte. Um, it is all of the cities in Mecklenburg. Um, early voting starts March 8th, 2022. I am looking to be one of the youngest judges to sit on the bench. So that's really exciting. Um, and I would appreciate your support um, at different points in the show. I'll give my little tidbits or, or my campaign pillars. But um, you know, um, I think it's about time, even though I'm young, I have a lot of experience. I have a great robust career. Um, so I think this is like the next logical step for me. All right, let us jump right into our NBA episode. And look, I feel like the next few episodes in the next couple of months are always going to start in Philly and not for like some great reason because Philly's dominating because everyone wants to be Philly, but because it is this never ending soap opera of the young and the restless, the young and the shotless, I should say, uh, with Ben Simmons. Is he going to play? Is he injured? Is he going to be clear? Does Embiid like him? Do the coaches want to entertain? It's just a whole mess. So we're going to start talking about that. I don't even remember where we ended off last week when we started discussing this. Um, but I mean, where are we at? Where are we at? Kelvin, you're the Philly guy. Like, where are we at with this saga? Is Ben Simmons and the 76ers close to working something out at this point? You know, this is just a roller coaster for me. You know, it's a roller coaster. Uh, ben Simmons shot the lowest percentage ever in the playoffs at 34%. You know, out of seven games in the series against Atlanta, uh, he shot the ball two times in all the fourth quarters. You know, uh, he's been playing, he's played his role in this thing. He's been playing terrible basketball and rightfully so the fans of Philly is tough. We've been jumping on them. Um, the coach didn't have his full support. We, we all know the story. Um, but this week, right, after he got kicked out of practice, he came in, he came in the city stunting. I don't know where he thought he was at, but, uh, he came in here thinking he could just get over on us. He wasn't talking to nobody in the organization. You know, he would, the brother from, from the reports, he would go into the, to the facility, not talk to the security guards, nobody, just being real, real petty, you know? And uh, when I saw him at practice this week, though, I, it kind of shifted for me. 
because he truly looked like somebody that was battling something. He truly looked like he had like a mental health thing going on. Like his body language, um, you know, I, I work with a, a lot of emotional support kids. Um, so, you know, I, I, I really understand. I, I can see certain things, certain things about people's faces, their body language and things they say and what they don't say. It's kind of telling. So, you know, on that side of it, I'm kind of empathetic towards him as a young man, 25, still young, a lot of pressure. He don't really know what's best for him or wh wh which way is left and which way is right. So, you know, I, I, it's real fuzzy in Philly for me, but I, I hope, I hope he can get out of Philly if he, if it's going to be better for his health, to be honest, because basketball is basketball. I love basketball. I love chopping Ben Simmons up, but to me, he looked like somebody that really, really needed help this week when I saw his face and how he was interacting with everybody. So I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm more sympathetic this week. Y'all got to catch me next week for the drama. <laughs> I tell you, this is like you broke up. This reminds me when I was younger, right? When I was a kid. And hold, hold on, hold on. Can we say story time with Phil first before story you go? Time with <laughs> Phil. Can we just can we, thank you, thank you. That's cute. So this is BT people before Trish, my wife, right? And she was my best friend. And my my this girl I was dating went away to college. So in back of my mind, I knew it, it's gonna it's not gonna um, she's gonna end up cheating on me, right? So uh, so day goes by, and what happened? Home, she was homesick, so she surrounded with a bunch of friends, and one of the friends was a guy. And guess what happened? She cheated on me. She kissed another guy. She called me, and my mind was made up. It's a wrap, right? I said, it's over. It's no reason for us to go further. You're there. I'm there. And she pleaded, and she begged. She said, you know what, Phil? I think we should work it out. And guess what? I solicited advice of my best friend. At the time, it's my current wife. And she said, you should go back with her. You should buy her some stuff and things. I said, what? So like a fool, I listened to her. And guess what happened again? She cheated on me, right? And we had no reason to get back together. It was all emotional, all the feeling of separation. And guess what? And all in all, we should never went back together again. And thank God we never did. After the second breakup, it was a, it was a wrap. For 25, 7, 28, 29, wow, 29 years has passed. And life is great. Ben and the 76ers need this breakup. There's a reason why y'all broke up. There's no reason to get back together, right? Emotional was cited because of his error and he's not taking responsibility. You see, these kids in this era, they don't want to take responsibility. And he has to take responsibility for his actions. And it's his action to derive the effect of what's currently happening. Yes, he's going through a mental breakdown, but he has to understand the part he played to move forward. And guess what? Unless he's going to come take jump shots, Philly fans ain't changing. Philly fans are rootless. They want what they want, and they want a championship. They want somebody who's gritty, somebody who's going to take hard, um, going to work hard of their craft, who's going to exploit the opportunity of winning a championship, and they don't see that in him. How can he go back after he they had a newscaster saying Ben Simmons leaving town, and during a flood, people who lost their life, lost damaged property, on TV, regular newscast TV, a trash can floating down and saying Benson is leaving town. And he's the butt of every joke. So guess what? Break up. Benson, play your role to get out of there. Yeah, yeah, damage him and you played a part of it. And it's a breakup for a reason. Don't go back together again. It's worthless. Just like I learned 20 something years ago. 
You need to learn now. Just take it from me, Uncle Phil. Phil, I'm doing my best not to laugh because Trish had you out here being a simp. Right. <laughs> yep. Dang. She set me up, man. She set me up. You're just like, that's good for you. Go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is a great way to start to get early me. morning. Um, uh, where do we begin with this? The Sixers and the Restless. Um everybody is everybody's wrong in this situation i mean the more the more it goes on and the more i think about it i'm like yeah ben you you've had the opportunity to at least improve you didn't do that you had a previous coach in brett brown who allowed you to do it to do and then decided you know what now i think we should maybe try to get him to do better he gets let go. You got Doc Rivers. He tries to have your back, but that Hawk series, he was like, eh. Well, I think I have one thing to say about the Doc Rivers situation. Everyone is saying that when he said, I don't think he could be a championship player, he says, I don't know. Everyone's a immediately thinking that he says i don't know maybe he can maybe he can't we're gonna have to work to figure something out to see if he has that ability the other thing is somewhat to phil's point when it comes to the the mental block he was put on that trading block for james harden so him seeing the business side for the first time i think that may have eventually played a role and then hearing that you're probably going to end up being shopped after maybe not even a week later after hearing that, oh, we're going to have Ben Simmons go through a program, but then not too long later, oh, we're thinking about trading him. Every The whole situation was just messy to begin with. So I don't exclude or I don't condone what Ben Simmons did at practice when he came back for the money because it's like look I thought you said you was gonna stand out because of the money like you wasn't worried about the money but now you back but at least be professional now let's just make sure that you continue to go to visit uh whatever medical personnel that you're supposed to see about your mental health block and try to overcome that to help you get out because Bill Murray really not trying to get you to stay for years. He already know that this is over, but I can hold you hostage because you signed a contract. And if I let you go, I mean, I still got to pay you. So he just needs to pay, play his role and go ahead. And I think I just got to say one last thing because this just came to mind. Everyone try to call Joel and B. <laughs> Everyone was happy with Joel and B said, uh, on that Friday night game about he's still our brother after he was trashing him earlier the week, earlier in the week. So I'm like, mm, I'm not riding for it. If Tobias said, if Tobias said it, I can, I can believe it more, but not with Joel, the way he spoke about him this week, but I don't blame Joel based on his actions to display. Cause I just feel like Ben overall just doesn't want to play in front of Philadelphia. So that's just my thoughts on it. Yeah. Um, I don't really, 
I don't know. I don't really have much else to add. Ben Simmons is, I mean, his performances have been substandard. He didn't show up when it mattered. And the only vibe I'm getting from him is him, instead of him taking ownership, responsibility, and accountability, right? Those are the first steps in being able to realistically move forward, no matter what that looks like. I feel like this whole, these past few months, he's been trying to deflect, trying to make it about other issues, trying to make it about himself. And I just can't have sympathy for somebody like that. Like you have not shown yourself for the last four years, you have shown no improvement to your game. Zero improvement to your game. You had me on this podcast rooting for you saying you know what he's gonna pull it together um you know he's just one of those special players he has these special abilities and you have done nothing and now he wants to create a situation where people should have any ounce of sympathy for him I have none and it's comical to me And this is going to be a huge impact on his career. Like this period of time is going to be impactful even later when he's post the 76ers later in his career. He's immature. I don't know who's giving him guidance behind the scenes as far as like how he should be operating publicly. But this is all going to bite him even more than his game in the playoffs. This is going to bite him. And so I have no sympathy. One more thing, one more thing, one more mm-hmm. thing. Cause Dion, I, I respect what you're saying too. You sound like how I, I feel like I should sound today, but I saw that boy had a puppy dog face, man. <laughs> so I felt bad for him. I felt so bad for him. But, but this is an indictment on the organization too. I mean, we talking about Ben Simmons, but there is there is no leadership in that locker room and and alan you made a really good point because you can't be a real dude and three days before you trashing a guy exactly on on national media you know and then you're talking about he your brother but you know earlier that week you said you ain't speak to him since he got there which has been like a whole week Mm -hmm. you said i hadn't talked to him so it's just it's just a bunch of softies, man. I wonder if we could trade for uh, Haslam just to get him in the right. locker room for for a real male presence in the locker room because we don't have it. We got a bunch of boys in that in that locker room. That's the reason why we can't we couldn't beat Atlanta because uh, exactly. there wasn't I, real men out there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean ha- Haslam would have fought Ben Simmons over the summer. Like, let's be yeah. clear. Yeah, for sure. You know, and, like, and then it's like somebody, the one thing that really got him kicked out or didn't get him kicked out, that should have got him kicked out. And I'll be honest, if I was playing on that team right there, we would have been fighting. Like, or we out of attempt to try to go at him. I ain't, I'm not going to lie. Because during, it was when they were about to close out the finished practice, right? The coach is talking, right? And this guy is bouncing the ball, wandering around, being a distraction while we doing our job, you know what I'm saying? So now it's like, it's not between you and the coach no more. It's not between you and the owner, you and the GM. No, you disrespecting me as a teammate right now yeah. because I'm trying to do my job and you out here being a distraction and just showing that you don't care about what we're doing in here. 
So that's when we got a problem. But nobody said nothing. Everybody acting, oh, da, da, da. So I don't respect that. Until the yeah. Philly gets some real leadership, we're going to be in trouble. Yep, I agree. 100%. 100%. Dion sound like music to my ears. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, I mean, that's just, that's just factual. Um, so let's go on to the top 75 list um, to commemorate the 75th anniversary in the league. You know you have your staples up there, right? So it's basically the 75. Well, here's the thing. I don't know if they chose the 75 best players in the history of the game because there's been a few snubs and, you know, we'll discuss that. Or if it's just like the 75, I guess, most influential players. So I don't know what the rubric was, but I can tell you that the staples were there. Michael Jordan was there. LeBron James was there. Um, Kevin Wayne Durant was there. Um, I think, I believe there were 11 current players listed um, on the list. Um, that was present um and of course like you had your kareems your magics you know like like the standard people you would expect what i want to talk to the guys about is i feel like we could be comfortable or kind of live with the list as is but there were some clear snubs from that list and a lot of people were talking about one in particular dwight howard this week do you guys think Dwight Howard should have been on that list? How do you guys feel about AD making the list, but Dwight Howard not making the list? And were there other players that you think should have gotten a mention? You know, players like Klay Thompson didn't make it. Kyrie didn't make it. Um, a few players that people were like, eh, maybe we should reconsider. What do you guys think about this top 75 All-NBA list? Well, I was waiting for Kelvin to say something. They did not put Bernard King. How nasty of them to do that. Bernard King, the unstoppable force. Bernard King, I think there were a couple of players they should have um, pulled out and swapped. You know, uh, I would like the, um, I would like uh, Tracy McGrady to be on it. Penny Hardaway. Um, um, you know, Dwight Howard, nah, not yet. You know, he wasn't the focal point of his team of the Lakers when he won a championship. Yeah, he was the youngest, one of the youngest to make it to the NBA Finals, but a lot of people make it to the NBA Finals, but he didn't. He wasn't a focal point. And then his career went down, and he's just revitalized his career. So um, I, you could have left him off. Clay, yes, he has a, um, a, a bone to pick because um, Seth is not successful without Clay. Clay is not successful without, without Seth. And that was evidence since past um, NBA season that they need each other. And if you, if you have Seth, I mean, Steph on it, Stephen Curry on it, you should have Clay because they are two of the greatest shooters of all time and, and have changed the game, you know? So, um, and, but as I step back and think about it, it's 75, you can't get all, you know, when they expand the list, I'm sure those plays will get on. So in the next 25 years, I think those plays will get on. So Dwight Howard, I mean, Dwight Howard had a, has a pretty dominant career. Eat like, him up, Dion. Yeah, yeah I like, think we always ready to chop him up over that one. But nah, yeah, please. you kill him first. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like one of the most dominant centers. Did he win a ring as a focal point? Did he win a ring as a focal point? Did everybody on this list win a ring? I was going to be like, wait a minute. What are are you talking about, Phil? Yeah, because listen, when you step outside of like the Michael Jordans and the LeBrons that were like, in the dead smack middle of winning their chips, look down the list. Not everyone has done that. Like as the guy, I don't think that's the rubric to making a list like this. Like if you're just going by talent, you're just going by career. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Dwight Howard should be up there. Would you put Dwight Howard or Penny Hardaway? Dwight Howard or Bernard King? Dwight Howard or even Clay Thompson? No, no. Let's let, let's mention. Let's we can mention people that's actually on the list. I'm putting Dwight Howard over AD. You're day. right. Yeah. I'm putting. Exactly. I'm putting Dwight we, Howard. We, I'm putting Howard over Carmelo. Like, oh. like I, I'm putting him over. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand why. Why not? This guy was a three-time Defensive Player of the Year, right? Like, it's, it's two ends of the basketball floor. He had the most. He was on an innovative team with the Magic, where he took him to the championship, where he was like leading the league in rebounds. And still getting over 20, 20 some points a game. Yeah. I mean, for like five and he years. He failed in, the in Houston. Okay. I mean, no, he you keep talking about in Atlanta. So Melo didn't. Failed. Where did Melo? Melo succeeded, I guess, in the Trailblazers. He took them to the finals, I guess. And I guess no, he's doing so he, great he, on the Lakers su- right now. He succeeded. Like, the Nuggets. About? Every day, all 70 I, years of his did career. They win? The oh, Nuggets. Yeah, the time's done. Yeah, you the time, Phil. I'm going to respect that. But you can't talk about Carmelo. Carmelo. From he came in, the Nuggets haven't been nowhere. He brought the Nuggets to the NBA playoff every year since he'd been there. He took okay. the Knicks, the Knicks who was struggling dead, dying, mm-hmm. took, took him to, to the fifty-two, again. took him to the playoff, fifty-two wins. Right. Okay, man. All right. This fine, is man. going every you team Melo has gone to. And now you're talking about playoffs. So right, but but you said but 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 you said it's you made you made the exceptions. You stated that not everyone. I was name his career. Not I was some of his career accolades. Correct. Right. So Melo scoring champion, MVP, ten time um All Star, ten time ten eleven time All Star, right? Four Olympic gold medals. Um. Howard can't shine Melo shoes. Sorry. No, what do you talk like? Okay, okay, okay. here's I'm, the I'm, thing. Here's the thing. Like, I make, nice. I make fun of Howard Dwight all the time for other reasons. But when we're talking about his career, I think Dwight Howard made the All Star team maybe nine times um, or eight times. He was um, all NBA team eight times. Um, mm. was on the first five team five times. Kelvin mentioned he has three defensive players of the year. So now we're talking about on both ends of the court, right? Like this isn't just limited to, oh, he's a defensive prowess. He had abilities on both sides, right? He won a chip and I think he, standby. He, he led the league in blocks a couple of times. Like he is a real force to be reckoned with on the court and 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 if you're talking about a career resume i don't see how you leave him off this list it just makes no sense right oh and when was uh when was this mvp mellow league mellow got a league mvp howard doesn't neither 
No, no, you said, Mello you said don't MVP. You said no. MVP. No, no, I didn't say MVP. I said uh, uh, okay. I said Olympic medal, four-time <laughs> Olympic back. star. I made a mistake. He's 12-time NBA All-Star, scoring championship, right? Okay. Every team yeah. he'd been on, except for the Houston, made the playoffs because Houston was only 10 games. He made the playoffs. But but playoffs is not the same. Like I don't think playoffs. that is the standard. The making the playoffs don't mean anything. Like, look, I love Melo more than the Nets. And yes, we know what he did with Denver. We know he led them to the Western Conference Finals. But come on, that's not the standard. Okay. Come on, come on, come on. All I'm right. Out. So I'm, I'm I'm gonna get back to my list. Go right? ahead. I'm Go ahead. Okay. It's Phil. Thank you, Phil. You always do that to us. Thank you. It's coming with the nonsense. There's a lot of there's a lot of things. First of all, I didn't like the list, first of all, because I feel like it was soft. I think it's a soft approach. I feel like, why not rank them? I think that's better. I, I would have loved for them to rank rank them because you know, you know, stick stick to your ground, put your feet in the dirt, and stay in your position. Because I really want to just see Michael Jordan on the on the top of the list, just for the argument's sake, so people could be hating. And I want to see where they was going to actually rank LeBron at. Just that's just me. <laughs> that's my preference but it's some snubs i definitely think that should have been on the list i agree uh i think uh, i think some people named them i feel like you could have uh, you i'm biased towards t-mac tracy mcgrady that's my favorite player growing up but i feel like if you have cats like carmelo on there i, I feel like t-mac can be on there too i, I know disrespect the mellow either mellow i like i love your game too i know you listening too by the way um <laughs> <laughs> i love this game and then we had uh, like Vince Carter. I feel like Vince Carter, um, what he did for the game of basketball, as far as just like Canada, period. Um, mm-hmm. He resurrected a whole generation of basketball players and Eric Canada. He was a big thing at a time. So I, I would like to see Eric, uh, Vince Carter make that list over somebody like Dane Lillard. Um, I think Vince was more impactful than Dane in mm-hmm. his career. Um, I feel like Dwight Howard should have went over not just AD, but James Worthy. I'd have put Dwight over James what? Worthy. And yes, that's what I said. I mean, you're interrupting again. Slow down, brother. Slow down. Crazy. And then I also think that Tony Parker should have made it over Dame Lillard, too. I feel like Tony Parker's career is great. You know what I mean? Yeah. We got titles. We got, we got one right. Uh, you got, <laughs> we got, we got all types of things with Tony Parker, man. Um, you know, dominant point guard, played elite high-level basketball, winning championships. So I feel like there's a couple of things that I didn't like on the list. But, you know, it, it like, like I think Dean, I was saying, it's not that easy to uh, to put 75 together. And I was only looking at the names. Some of these names I didn't even know. So I can't even yeah, argue about those neither. guys. They had them like the super, super high thigh shorts, man. And, and they, they <laughs> dribbled the ball like differently. They shot differently. So I, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get into that errors argument. But I'm just gonna go by the people that I actually watch and observe, and I feel like my list—you um, can make arguments for everybody I named against people that's actually on the list. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone already ate you up about Dwight. So I'm gonna just leave hater. that there. That's not a hater, dude. Like, Actual come champion, on. Champion, college, most standard, outstanding dude, player. Dude, first, first and foremost, first and foremost, we're talking about Dwight. Dwight didn't go to college. Not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> he was, even better, he went straight to the league. So straight everyone, to the league, homie. <laughs> so I mean, we can just we can just leave that alone. I mean, everyone said what they had to say about Dwight. That's fine. 
Um, my thoughts about the list, I was curious because I'm not sure how many first ballot Hall of Famers outside of T-Mac was left on that list. Because I was like, mm, you got to squeeze T-Mac in there. Dwight was obvious for me, but I was like, I feel like he needs to be on there. Um, I do agree about the Bernard King uh, situation too. Um, but I did read an article, I believe it was on Friday from a person who was on the voting pers- the voting panel and they had media, former players, uh, a few current players and a few former WNBA players who was on that voting panel. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys, I can't remember his name, but he said there really wasn't a a a rubric you said it wasn't a rubric yeah it was like you just he said they told him just choose your best 75 and even michael wilbon said on friday they said don't touch the top 50 Mm. because it was like you're basically disrespecting to say what they did wasn't great compared to what's now and i was like Eh, I get it. Maybe I should have just waited to 100 years and then maybe we can add another 50 instead of just waiting for 75. Right. Because I mean, I'm like, it's hard to just choose 20, just 25 because it's just like, as you said, it is 11 current players on there and we kind of already know like who's just like, yeah, they're on the list, they're on the list, they're on the list. But there's a few others to where it's like, eh, I could see your point, but over him nah over him nah Mm -hmm. like even like i'll just throw this name out um actually i probably got two like you could probably throw a pal gasol in there you could probably even throw a ben wallace in there because the dude was a four-time defensive player of the year Mm -hmm. because think about it dennis rodman is on there dennis rodman was never known for offense but he was sure enough a good defender and i feel like okay if he's a four-time defensive player of the year why not? So well, Alan, I think to that point, real quick, I think a lot some players will always get the benefit of who they played next to as well. So, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be partly their ability, and no one is is gonna argue that Dennis Rodman shouldn't be there, right? But right. he also had the benefit of playing next to MJ. I think AD got that benefit of being on his list just from winning his one chip playing next to LeBron there's no other reason why he should be on this list right now and for that and for that argument that's why Clay Thompson should not be on this list yeah I don't think he's I don't think he's a snub and shout out to his teammates they called him number 77 best player in the NBA shout out to them because he was a good sport about it yeah blasphemy yeah i don't know like you you know whatever these lists come out i'm looking for pretty much two names michael jordan and kevin durant and when i saw them i was like okay even though dwight howard should have been on there for sure um tracy there's always an argument for tracy like i said i'm biased because i love tracy mcgrady like any list there is i'm like wait where's t-mac where is he um, 
but yeah we'll see Dwight Howard took actual legit offense to this though like you know most players were like eh maybe I should have been considered Dwight Howard was liking his feelings and and I don't know if that was the foundation of the fight the other day but you know who knows we'll never know um, definitely should have been definitely should have been no for sure nope. for sure Hands I had to slap down. AD yeah like Hands what down. AD my career is way better than so that's what the fight was about on the bench <laughs> listen I don't know what the fight was about but I presume that was like it was right after that list came out and Dwight was mad so I'm like maybe he went to AD like who do you think you are type of thing who knows but talking about you know fights in the NBA we all know the NBA season is back we're all super excited about it Um, most teams only play two games so far not sure if anyone played three And so we don't have like a huge baseline to talk about, you know, anything NBA related as far as like projections, excuse me, projections and things of that nature. But I wanted to get the guys' at least initial thoughts about what they are seeing so far. Let me just put this out here because you guys know I got to talk about Kevin Durant. I will say that I am a bit disappointed in what I'm seeing from Kevin Durant so far. He is averaging 30 points per game, but he's only shooting 49% from the field. That is not acceptable to me. You guys know I get on him when he's shooting 49% from the field. That is not acceptable to me. And so I need him to work on his efficiency a little better. I know for other players, that's like amazing, but I'm I'm not impressed. So Kevin, um, I need you to pull it together. Dion, you saw how disappointing he was against the um, Nets. He led in rebounds, points, and assists, a triple-double against mm-hmm. the 76ers. Mm-hmm. Normal, pathetic numbers. Yeah. Like just, just like just like average stuff. You know, yeah. like average stuff for him. That would be elite numbers for everyone else. But Everybody else. But I have mm. like very high standards. But um, you know, so the first question we're gonna talk about is I wanna head to LA. I wanna head to LA first, right? You know, you got your clippers and you have the geriatric Lakers, which I'm not sure what's happening right now with the Lakers. So my question to the guys is which LA team is in more trouble? Usually it's like the Lakers are amazing and we're laughing at the Clippers, but which LA team is in more trouble? And what, like, what do you guys see about the chemistry with the Lakers? Like what's up with this? I always see, I hear Lakers fans, right? And they like, you know, don't hit the panic button. I usually typically agree with people, especially after two games. I don't, I don't, I don't believe in hit the panic button. But I will take exception to my own rule this time. The Lakers, they look so old. You know, old in the sense that I'm looking at you while you're looking at me because we both don't want to dive on the floor and get this ball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and that's what really bothered me the most about watching their games. I was like, usually when LeBron James teams, he has some young guys that's going to do the dirty work. You know, going to get the hustle plays, going to dive all over the floor. He can hype the guys up to play really good defense. But now I looked the other day and it was a, it was the fourth quarter and it was a screen and it was a ball screen and it was a, um, 
Melo and LeBron next to each other. So as soon as LeBron looked like, like uh, you know, switch, like switch right off the screen, he was telling Melo to switch. Man, you would have think Melo had a door on his shoes, man, because the dude just walked right by this dude to the basket. And it was just amazing to me. And LeBron didn't even look. Like, he just turned around and ran the other way because he just was like, yo, like, dang, yo, this is where we at right now. So I just don't see between the chemistry, like, just, just how they mix their ingredients up. You got AD that don't have a motor. You got LeBron that's, that's in his 20th season. I'm going to give him a pass because he's just older right now. You got Melo that don't have a motor no more. And then you got uh, and, and Westbrook who has a motor, but he lacks the he lacks the, the skill set to fit in with the, with the team that he's playing with. So I'm going to go with L.A. that has the most trouble. And I'm going to say because um, the Clippers don't have Kawhi, then they, they don't have as much problems as you would think or I would think at this moment. But definitely L.A. Clip, Lakers. So what do you guys think? Okay. Um, Alan, I'm, I'm going to let you go. It, it ties in. What do you guys think about that? Seeing that there's like outward scuffles between teammates on the Lakers, like, is that something just for morale sake we should be concerned about or that's no big deal? Nah, that's, I'm, I'm not too concerned about that. I mean, we've seen that happen a few times throughout the, the course of history within the league so I'm not concerned about that but I would say the Lakers and just before just because of the fact that they only kept let's see one two three players from last year's team so they don't really have any chemistry <laughs> compared to the Clippers Clippers basically brought everybody back so all they're missing is Kawhi, and then they brought in Bledsoe. Like, that's just a small piece. When you're bringing on, like, more than 80%, 90% of a new roster, you got it's going to take some time to figure it out. Do I think they'll figure it out? Yeah, probably over the next – probably sometime around Christmas because I think that will be enough time for them to at least start to gel a little bit more and everyone will be in rhythm. You got Westbrook. He's not sure exactly how to play with – LeBron and 80 and things of that situation. Like you can see it on the court. Frank Vogel got to figure out these rotations and they still have a few players hurt. So it's going to take them a little bit of time. So it's definitely the LA team for certain. Mm-mm-mm. I thought y'all would catch this. It's only one player. And once that player turn it on, all will be well. And that's a Westbrook. So, oh like, I, I'm going to say this. Hear me <laughs> out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Well, I agree please. that the Lakers, I, I agree that the Clippers will be okay and the Lakers is dealing with the Westbrook effect. When Westbrook went to, Westbrook was in OKC for uh, 35 million years and then he had to go to where? Houston. And what happened? They struggled in the beginning. And once everything clicked with Westbrook, they went for a nice deep run. Same thing happened with the Wizard. And we always like, the Wizard's going to make the playoff. And I said, don't worry. Westbrook don't miss the playoff. I look at his past record. And the same thing happened. They lost a billion games and COVID protocol. Stuff was just happening. And then soon later, they got hot and they made it into the playoff. Right? 
playing playoffs. Got, got swept the first round. Regardless, they made the playoff. Westbrook been swept the first round ever since they made their uh, one appearance in the finals. Ever since that, he's been swept. I'm just saying that <laughs> he always exit the first round. <laughs> Paul George could tell you. <laughs> but this this team ain't built. To, this team ain't built to, uh, to just make a playoff run. Phil, they they they, they, it's, they said championship or bust. You remember that? That's correct. They, they literally said this. Correct. Yep. It's but I'm saying and and the goal is I think they're gonna make the playoff. I think they're gonna be in the in, in the finals. I just think that it's gonna take time for once Westbrook. In the finals. I think they'll make the finals. Conference five finals. I think they are. I think they are. Um, I believe that it's gonna take time once Westbrook open that that key, open the matrix of leadership or supportership. On Westbrook, this one. LeBron is the Lee and LeBron. Listen, hey, supportership. Sorry, YouTube, supportership. I'll say the matrix of supportership. Me, the matrix of supportership, like Optimus Prime gave it to uh, um gave it to Ryan. What what was it? Ryan's Prime, right? When he became Ryan's Prime, he had to back <laughs> off. LeBron has to back off and let Westbrook run. Literally, what? Let, what? let Westbrook run what? <laughs> let Westbrook run up and down the court, not run the team, run up and down the court. He's the young, fresh spring legs. Know. Okay, I, like I said, LeBron really, I is going to have to be on the bench for that to happen. Right. I, well, LeBron will have to be played the four and let Westbrook run the floor. Let him do his thing. Once he, that's what Bradley Bill had to do. That's what the Wizards had to do. That's what Houston had to do. And 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 um, what's his name? Uh, James Harden was a ball dominant person. And what they did, they allowed him. They, they Houston set the offense where yes, LeBron. James Harden will have his little dancing time, and but for them to be successful, Westbrook had to run and pass the ball and, and get his triple double. That's the key. Once they do that, you're gonna see him win 10, 12 games straight in a row, and everyone will be like, "Ah, oh, relax." It's the Westbrook effect. I'm just using my sample size is based on historical data, and historical data, which is fact, shows that when Westbrook enters a team, it takes a while for the team to get going. Once they do. And usually depend upon Westbrook, they make a great run. That's all. No, I'm no, you can't say a great run. You just said they get swept every time in the playoff first round. You can't, you can't have it both ways, Phil. You all just I'm can't stating, oh yes, I can. All I'm saying is that <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be fine. They're gonna make the playoff, and we'll take it from. And they're built for the playoff. All they need to do is get to the playoff, right there. And I believe once they get into the playoff, right. They will make the championship. Will they win? No, but I think they'll make the championship. They're built for the playoff. That's what I'm trying to say. Apologize for mixing my words, but I'm trying to speak slowly and clearly, and let you understand. Remember this day, like I said last year, when we saw Westbrook and Wizards and the house on fire, and Phil was right. Like I said, I'm rarely wrong, but eh, who want to take it from the old man? Get out of here! First of all. By the trade deadline, this team will look different. You mark my word on that. <laughs> mark my word on that. This team is going to look real different because LeBron is sitting there like, what is this? So, yeah, one of the most telling things, real quick, Dion, uh-huh. one of the most telling things for me was the fact that LeBron James was arguing with Cameron, Cameron Payne. Payne. You, you know, was on the yeah. <laughs> When I see that, I said it's the writing on the wall. If LeBron (laughs) James, uh, people consider top three all time great, is arguing with Cameron (laughs) Payne. 
because the Suns is torching them, you know it's problems in LA. <laughs> <laughs> like, LeBron should need to be looking at this dude's way, yo. He's out here defending his legacy for in front of Cameron Payne. I said, oh man, this is a low moment for the Brian. Look, when I saw that, I said, man, this this tells you the fact. This this tells you the difference between Jordan and LeBron, right? Like people feel Jordan, like people respect Bron, but they don't fear that man, yo. Alan, you hit that nail right on the head. And this is what I've been saying for the last how much ever years of my life. This is what distinguishes LeBron James from Michael Jordan. This is why he will always be number two. He will never, ever eclipse Michael Jordan. Why is he out there arguing with this young cat, right? Like, it is completely ridiculous. And folks, this is reason number 1,285 as to why MJ will always sit at the top of Mount Rushmore and LeBron will always be number two or three at the very lowest, but I would say number two, right? This is why he will never be the greatest of all time. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time.